0: It's Rhys Parkinson here and welcome to How I Got Here. I'm excited for this. It's Westfield's new podcast series, exploring unique and inspirational careers. Over the course of eight episodes, I'll be speaking to some amazing entrepreneurs and business owners. So join us as we hear from the people behind the brand. Today, we welcome AJ Padiel, founder of Art Clubbers, and Oktay Saliev, who runs The Hustle Guide. Art Clubbers is a CIC community interest company that helps young people get into creative careers and enter the world of freelance. The Hustle Guide is a social media platform providing opportunities for young professionals to network, self-reflect and inspire them to take that next step. They share a common goal to help support young people and budding entrepreneurs journeys into the creative sector. In this conversation, we're going to discuss how they have followed their passion, along with hearing from one of their alumni, Khadija, that they have helped along the way. So the How I Got Here podcast is Rhys Parkinson here. We have Octay, AJ and Khadija as well, uh, from Art Clubbers and Art Clubbers alumni. I feel like we need to go straight to the good news, AJ yes, and Octay. Can we That'll do that? Amazing. Yes, Absolutely. Yes, please. So, Khadija, talk to us, you got a, a brand new job.
1: I do, yeah, which is really exciting, especially because I think I just had put myself in the mindset of, you know, just wait a couple of months. So, yeah, and, and our organisation as well, which I think is the dream. So, yeah, it's really exciting.
0: Especially in a field like that, we're going to go into kind of like different fields and especially creative fields and freelancing. It's a kind of complete different world. Um, but first... Boys, talk to me about Art Clubbers and what exactly that is and how you kind of help people get their dream careers in a sense or fit in the door, hopefully.
2: So yeah, Art Club is a not-for-profit arts organisation. And what we do is basically support young kind of budding creatives um, into making the first steps into the creative industry. And we do that by providing uh, kind of live briefs and paid opportunities by working on um, culture-led regeneration projects. And what I mean by that is basically anything that uh, ranges from taking over empty units and creating cultural hotspots uh, to taking over digital billboards and creating outdoor exhibitions or even kind of creating uh, mentoring programs and training programs where they can really kind of uh, develop their skills uh, and kind of turn them into something that can be profitable.
0: Okay. And is this a uh, art club as a space that people can go to or is it more of a website or online group? So it's, yeah, basically a website at the moment. I think we're all
2: working from a bedroom at the moment. Um, And hopefully we will get space in the future. That will be like the dream. Uh, But we kind of move about uh, London uh, wherever we need to go, basically. So we're always moving about. I think it's really hard to have uh, a central space where we want to kind of cater uh, for young people across the
0: city. Um, So, yeah. We're kind of web-based at the moment. Okay, well, awesome. Uh, kind of with something like this, it, it seems to always kind of uh, start from maybe having problems yourselves getting into the fields you wanted to. So is that how you came up with the idea? Was it because you were having the same struggles, Octa? I mean,
3: I mean, it's pretty much AJ's baby. Like, oh, yeah. he, he can definitely discuss this much better, but I was there from the very beginning and not to speak from AJ's point, but from my point when I was looking at him developing the art club, it's in the company, he definitely had this very clear vision, but a full-time other job as well, which he wasn't very satisfied maybe at at that point. So I guess, I mean, he can comment better on his situation then, but, and I was just coming out of university as well. So both of us were very much like, what do we do? He wanted to change careers. He wanted to go in something more um, independent, more freelance. He wanted to do his own thing and be his own boss. I was just coming out of university as a business student where for three years I was studying business theories and how to do business and business structures. So I saw this as a great opportunity for myself and help a friend of mine kind of build this structure, lay down the kind of the business idea of it, and then go on from there. And AJ has done an incredible job of kind of getting his passion and kind of the uncomfortable situation he was in and then going very far with it, which is quite inspirational, I think.
0: Yeah, Khadija, What was it that drew you to art clubbers? How did you meet the guys?
1: Um, so basically, AJ used to go to my uni. Um, and he what came...
2: uni is this? Because it's <laughs> University of Reading repping okay. at University of Reading here. Right, right. <laughs>
1: um, so he came in to do a talk because we have like these weekly talks. Um, and he came in to tell us about like his experience. And this is when he was just um about to have an exhibition at Sour Space, um, and he just basically offered up the opportunity to apply and. Work as an exhibition assistant, and that's how I met AJ basically.
0: Okay. Yeah. And then that relationship how does that continue after doing a talk and actually building on something? And how do you then locate them opportunities for people that yeah. are part of it?
2: So they all enter into our online community. So the art club is a talent club. Um, and it's growing kind of pool of young people at the moment. So we're looking at 300 young people, um, in the space of two years. Um, but essentially what we try to do is through our different opportunities. Uh, we try to kind of provide them the opportunities first before we go public or live. Right. Um, so the idea is that we're constantly having conversations with our alumni and the idea is that they will collaborate and kind of continue conversations between themselves as well. And we get approached by different organizations with different roles as well. Um, so we kind of put them out to our alumni um, and wider uh, communities as well um, to hopefully support them.
3: And I just wanted to add to this that our club is a very social media based company. A lot of our communications go out of social media and we try to interact with our alumni through social media as well. We try to interview them or put pictures of them out so Once they finish a project, we try to stay connected with them and showcase them even more, showcase their new work even more on our Instagram pages. We're very much an Instagram company. We love to communicate with our community through Instagram or build a wider community as well there. So people can definitely see our alumni and even their new work after us on our Instagram pages or Twitter or Facebook, wherever,
0: yeah. Which is good to hear because sometimes Instagram can get a lot of slack for the maybe more negative side of it but on a side like this is just it's an app that can give so many opportunities to people. It's incredible. For even yourself you kind of um, have your own side hustle within the business which is Hustle. Hustle Guide. Yeah Yeah, Hustle Guide so how did that become a thing?
3: Well that's my baby. (laughs) Right. Our club is obviously AJ's baby and Hustle Guide kind of Grew from a different project we had about a year ago. It was called playground and it was basically a similar situation what we're doing now. It's kind of getting a couple of people with different interests into one room and making them into events um, However, <laughs> nobody came to our events. We were quite small then people didn't come to the events. However, our guests were incredible uh and because we were very professional, we still had conversations with those people. We still did our panel even if nobody was listening to us and After things ended, me and AJ kind of reflected on it and we were like, the conversations are incredible. These people are great. These stories have so much potential to teach someone, even one person, something about kind of what they want to do, how they're doing it, how they're hustling their way through a full time job and their interests or just which
0: you both work, right? Yeah, we both work full time jobs. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: And We were like let's do something that's more social media based so hustle guide is predominantly social media based at the moment it very much started uh during quarantine because we thought look things are kind of going all over the place people are at home let's try to take much creative advantage of this not so great situation right now and we started doing these instagram lives and interviews and instagram takeovers with people who basically have out of full-time jobs or just hustling very hard a freelance career Um, and we're talking about people who are photographers or people who are doing skincare lines from their home and are growing very quickly and people with a lot of potential Um, and it just comes from my passion and AJ's passion about people who are very like it's the hustle that's why it's in the title it's the hustle it's their hard work Uh, it's their initiative that's what we're trying to show with this
0: yeah which isn't I guess an easy thing to kind of have in you especially at a time like this I think like Khadijah there's uh, a lot of talk on people that are about to start uni but maybe not so much on people that have just finished so as someone is out of uni and now you've gone into a job in a time like this what advice would you give for uni students that are coming out now and just really struggling to yeah you know every application is like a thousand people going for it
1: yeah, I mean, I think the main thing is like just realizing that you're not alone. I think that was really helpful is, you know, I had a couple of friends and just knowing we're all in the same kind of position. And cause sometimes it does, especially when you're like on LinkedIn and stuff, it just feels like everyone else in the world is doing a lot better when in reality, um, a lot of people are in the same position. Um, and another thing I'd say is just as well, just taking as much help and support as you can. Um, because I think something that I found really helpful was I like signed up for this mentoring scheme um where I had someone I could talk to every week and that kind of because I think especially now it's so easy to seem a bit aimless. Um and having that kind of creating that structure kind of as down as I felt sometimes about all these applications that kind of reinvigorated me every week to kind of like be motivated again. Um, because sometimes I think you get a rejection and it's a bit like upsetting but then I found that actually with every rejection the next job I was applying for was something I was more interested in a lot of the time so yeah I guess you know take take taking the rejection but then sometimes it just means that something better is coming along the way yeah yeah.
0: Uh, agreed Uh, AJ do you feel like that's people that you've worked with through art clubs is is that kind of a constant theme that initial rejection could hurt so much but you gotta keep on hustling
2: yeah, exactly. I think going back to like when I was applying for jobs as well, like that was really tough to be applying for jobs and churning out like application after application and finding no kind of result. That's um, why I kind of started my own kind of business because I was like, I'm not getting the job that I want or not finding the role that I'm particularly interested in. Let me just start something that I'm very keen on doing. Um, yeah, like just said, like you just have to keep persevering and just stay motivated. Something better might come up and a great opportunity comes up and, you know, that's the one you land. Um, and what I usually tend to say to kind of people who are applying is, you know, always ask for feedback. Um, I think sometimes when you get a rejection, it's kind of like, Oh, I'm just going to give up now, but definitely go back to that, that employer, that, um, organization and say, how can I do better? Um, and sometimes that feedback is really helpful and very useful and you start to kind of start editing your kind of CVs or cover letters or your kind of applications to fit in for similar roles because you know how to do it better with the feedback.
0: Yeah, uh, that's great advice. And one thing as well, in the creative fields, a lot of it can be freelance. You yeah. don't tend to kind of have a structured Monday to Friday shift per se. Um, so what are some of the benefits that come along with being a freelancer? Have you noticed? Um,
2: for me, it's being my own boss, okay. <laughs> I'm going to say. Um, I think um, <laughs> so. kind of managing art club is, I think, some of the benefits is basically working on the projects and things that you feel very passionate about. And I think that really shows uh, to other people as well, like you are very invested, you're very passionate about your the work that you do. They want to work with you. Um and I think with any kind of freelancer, the more passionate you are about your work, um, more people are going to start investing into you. Um and I think that also comes with confidence because you're very confident in your own skill sets. And when you're able to deliver on those skill sets, you just it becomes uh you become very unique in your kind of field
3: or your kind of practice or your work.
0: Okay. How about you, Octay? What what would you say some of the benefits from taking that jump into the freelance world?
3: Yeah, I mean, I think the best thing for me was it's an outlet for like creativity. Like I said, I'm, I was a business student. I've been in the business sector for a while now. Uh, I come from a very business orientated family. So this was kind of like the first time I had this creative outlet. Um, in terms of I also thought I was like, oh, I okay, can I can be my own boss. But in reality, you'll be surprised. A lot of freelance projects are very structured. They need to have a structure to success. I see how AJ works and it's not just him being like, oh, OK, whatever happens, happens. No, it's really structured financial decisions is very structured uh, human resource decisions, marketing strategies and so on to kind of make that thing a success and get ourselves out there. It doesn't happen just out of nothing. Uh, So, I still find that side very close to my full-time job, like where my full-time job has a structure and kind of like an hierarchy of the way things work. I think that also exists in freelance. However, for people like me who basically their job is also kind of business orientated, this was a great opportunity when I wasn't really feeling great about my job, my full-time job that day. I spent a couple of hours on um, kind of creating some marketing creative for uh, AJ and having a creative brainstorming session and just being more, again, creative. That's the whole thing. It's my outlet of finally like, okay, I can, if I take this decision, it's not really going to be questioned and looked with a magnifying glass so much like it would be in an actual big company or in my real job, my day-to-day job. Uh, So for me, I found it just amazing. I find it very therapeutical in a sense, Mm. Uh, but also it can be quite stressful. If somebody's (laughs) working just a freelance job, they're a hero to me it's, right. it's a tough world out there
0: i feel like i understand your dynamic for you too is aj just like i've got this crazy idea and we're gonna do this and this and that and you're like you have a budget you need a boss you need a <laughs> you're like the business side you are the creative do you need that though in a dynamic duo in a sense oh yeah
3: absolutely definitely
2: yeah. i think uh definitely from a creative background i really had to kind of learn the business aspects of things but i think it does come down to if you're freelancing you can take on multiple roles and learn new skills and that's potentially how i learned how to kind of run an organizations by working in multiple kind of freelance roles and i yeah I, i've had to be the person to be like no it no we have a budget <laughs> oh, yeah. okay
3: although he studied the fine arts he's more of the business person into the group right now right uh and i try to be more of the creative person because also it's just helping me develop more skills for future jobs as yeah. well which i want to go into um and it's a great thing to put on your cv and things like that it's a great outlet of go and do something you haven't done before uh i haven't done many creative campaigns before i haven't done many interviews before but i did all of that in the spam of a couple of months during coronavirus in my own room and i learned so much that i can apply for the future
0: Wow, so, which people can do now that's what i mean okay. take,
3: take the opportunity if you haven't done it freelance is an amazing opportunity even if completely honestly very transparent even if they're not paying you it's about the skill set that you're gonna get it's so important and milk that cow to the last drop yeah. of those skills <laughs> and you're gonna be great uh, for the future it's employers look at that and it's quite valuable people shouldn't uh, kind of like leave it to the sides just because it's not paying them or yeah it's a small project or it's something that doesn't have much exposure doesn't matter milk it
0: (laughs) that's gonna be the title of the episode
3: (laughs) (laughs) milk milk the cows yeah yeah i think that's what we wanted to kind of
2: create uh, art covers to be This space where you can come and play about and um join different kind of projects and kind of redevelop your practices and i think we definitely come from those kind of backgrounds where we understand the importance of trying and it's all trial and error mm. um and we wanted a safe space to do that i know you know working in an organization as an employee sometimes when you make a mistake it's like oh no but here it's kind of like don't worry let's work on that how do we get better work on the next project so yeah. we can think about these things in a different
3: way and yeah. you'll be surprised sorry just to interrupt you, you'll be surprised a lot of people in freelance they just You don't know what you're doing. I was going to (laughs) say,
0: what are the things you need to consider?
3: Yeah, I mean, I, a lot of the times, and when I interviewed people for Hustle Guide, what I found out, and I interviewed people, trying to interview people who've kind of already been into their sector for a little while. They just haven't jumped into it a month ago. So these are people who've been in it for maybe a year or two even. And when I asked them, what's the advice? Or like, how do you do that? How do you do that? And they're just kind of like, I just do it in a moment. They're just brave. And you'll be surprised how many people in freelance just kind of figuring out things at the moment are learning and your natural skills are going to come out anyway. You don't yeah. have to worry about that. And that makes me more confident. I don't go a lot of places and speak around or do interviews and things like that, but I see other people who, what they've done with their career without really knowing how to start. So I'm like, well, if they can do it, I can do it. So you need to consider the idea that not everybody is a professional. Everybody starts from somewhere. So you the best thing i learned is you just need to start you just need to kind of get that bravery feel that fear use it for your own advantage and just go for it
0: yeah yeah fear is a funny one isn't it Mm. how it can stop you from just even doing the first step absolutely you know um Khadija, what uh, something with the freelance world as well is your new job a contracted job or a freelance contract it's contracted okay awesome but um with that is there a sense of when you have maybe done freelance stuff in the past um I guess there's a worry that comes with well if this ends like where's my paycheck for the next month how am I gonna survive uh, have you ever had them experiences and how do you kind of keep that faith that okay I'm gonna get work after this I'm gonna get work after this
1: yeah I think it is really stressful especially coming out of uni I feel like you're very much in a bubble of like you're secure for four years like this is what you're doing every single day and then suddenly it's just like it's up to you and it's a lot of pressure Um, but I think of course you need to focus on the next couple of months but at the same time I think it's important to focus on what's going on in the moment Um, because I think just that fear in itself can stop you from wanting to do the project you're working on at the moment because I think sometimes with freelance a lot of what happens is If you do a really good job on the first project, that is what leads to the next project. Um, And so if you're too busy focusing on how what you're going to do next, sometimes that can stop you from doing as well as you could be on what you need to focus on now. So I guess, yeah, that's advice I'd give.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. A question for all three of you, really. Not so much in terms of regrets, but is there anything that looking back, you would go, okay, for someone listening now, maybe don't do this go that way or is there something in all three of your careers so far that you've had a moment of looking back that might not have been the best thing to do and if I was to do that it would have gone a lot smoother. <laughs> so um I don't know like for me if I'm
2: looking back personally I think it's kind of like why didn't I take that step sooner? Um I think if I were to tell myself maybe you know three years previous AJ, um is just be a bit more confident with the skill set. Like have the confidence that you can deliver on the work that you want to um, and I think I was very caught up in the idea that uh, by having a like a, a job on a payroll is the only way to make uh, money. And I think it's something that I maybe should have ha- researched or maybe find resources that may support me in finding those ways into freelancing or into the kind of setting up your own business kind of thing. Um, it's not so much as a regret, I think. If I had the opportunity to start earlier, I probably would have. Okay. Yeah.
0: So an age thing, are you thinking there or more of just do your passion earlier? Yeah, just do your passions earlier.
2: Like I think I was caught up in trying to learn as much as possible. So when I was about 24, from a young age, I was wanting to run my own arts organization. But in my head, it was kind of something that you did when you're 13 plus. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it came to 24 and I set my own business, I was like, well, this is like eight years way ahead of my initial planning or thinking if it's going to go well. And I think it's a gamble that we should all take. Went into session of art is thinking if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. I'm still young. Um, I still consider myself to be young. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah. Yeah. Awesome.
1: I think what I would say is, is based on what Octave was saying earlier is um, the idea that you feel like you have to be so professional, like getting started, I think is something to really try and get out of your mindset because I think that self-doubt in itself I think for me made it really hard when I was starting out and it's only when other people believed in me I think that I started to think oh yeah I can do this because I think I always think my issue is sometimes I don't think I can even do it before you've even tried and you're kind of setting yourself up for failure and sometimes it's just good to just be overly confident I guess and a lot of the times you do do a lot better than you expect from yourself um yeah so just trust in your
0: abilities yeah yeah i think failure is good as well sometimes yeah definitely
2: i think you learn from failures i was just thinking about when you said um trusting your gut my french teacher used to tell me that um i'm not going to imitate the accent that'll be really (laughs) offensive but she used to always say go with the gut feeling but this is about speaking french but i i think i've applied that to kind of everything i've done just go with the gut
0: so i think 99% of the time it's right yeah Wicked. And how about you, Octay?
3: I think my answer is pretty much a combination between both of them. I was going to say, I wish I had started earlier, even during my uni days. Uh, even as somebody who wasn't doing anything kind of relating to our club as a student, I feel like I could have found that and would have helped me so much more in my university journey, on my d- just career development, uh, probably would have helped me go into different direction of a career um, earlier on so just kind of starting early also look around look who your friends are Um, I for a long time I really didn't know anybody like quote-unquote creative for somebody who was doing this and I just needed one friend I just needed AJ (laughs) I use my friend (laughs) but I just saw his abilities and I saw his passion I saw what he was doing and I was kind of like can I tag along and just help out like with whatever I can and here we are about like what two years later we were exactly two years ago me and aj was sitting in a costa doing a business structure on a napkin because he didn't really know how to do a business structure and i was like i think i do i've studied this so i was helping him out and obviously now he's like a guru in business (laughs) A (laughs) a guru like he's a hustler in business so uh it's just kind of like see the people around you see like get inspired by the people who are like around you in your life or if you don't have them kind of like go to those sectors go to those networking events or go to those cafes and meet people everybody's there so I would say that just kind of look around you and doesn't matter what you are studying and what you do you can definitely go in whatever freelance career you wanted to do they would always ask you as a business student what do you want to do when you graduate when you grow up and it's kind of like Oh, God, I don't know. And I always used to say this very vague answer of like, I want to do something creative and businessy. And the teachers would be like, this is an awful answer. (laughs) Like, they wouldn't say it. But like, you could see, they were like, yeah, that's not the answer. Like, you need to say something. And I would never say anything. I'd be like, it would be a surprise. You see, I don't know. And it's just kind of like, when I met AJ, I was like, oh, I can combine my business knowledge and my life and my life experience with my creative side of my personality and be with somebody who's so motivated and has a plan as well kind of go along his way as well and find my way so yeah a bit of a long answer but (laughs) (laughs) well
0: all three of your journeys are incredibly inspirational and timely as well for what a lot of young people are going through at the moment getting into the workforce and you know live in their creative dreams if, if that's the route they want to go through so i want to say thank you to all three of you thank you octay aj khadija as well thanks for your time and um yeah no big up to our clubbers you're doing some amazing <laughs> thank work so nice. amazing thank work you. thank you so much for listening to the podcast we appreciate you make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast and of course follow our social media channels at westfield london and at westfield stratford city